0: This is the Better Pastor podcast where we focus on the skills you need to pastor better. Seminary didn't prepare us for everything, so let's keep learning and growing together. Today I am joined by Justin Gort, who used to be a Utah pastor out here with me in the Beehive State, but he has since moved to Leavenworth, Kansas, where he is an associate pastor at Church of the Open Door. Our conversation today, you could say, is on the art and science of biblical fundraising. All right, Justin, let's talk about something that we all love doing, fundraising.
1: (laughs) I do love fundraising. My family had a great time, uh, being on the road. Uh, I had a great time, um, when I would go out alone, you know, it is a, it's a fun opportunity to, to be among believers of all walks of life and all stages of growth. And, you know, we were, we were solidly on the road for seven and a half months when, when I had a, a four year old and a two year old. Wow.
0: Yeah. You of course have history fundraising as a missionary and, uh, fundraising every pastor has history of fundraising in the local church so so let's just start real basic here what what is successful fundraising as we think of ministry and why is it an important aspect to pastoral ministry in particular
1: yeah i think successful fundraising is locating the funds the lord will use to provide for the work of the ministry hmm. so the work of the ministry is should be done um, regardless if we have funds to do it or not, but when we have funds to do the work of the ministry, uh, there is either an ease or a joy that comes along with that. Hmm. So and, that's a succinct way to say it. And
0: what's the importance of that in pastoral ministry?
1: You know, I think it's it's helpful um, as a as a pastor to to feel. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to focus on that word feel, but. Uh, to To feel like you have the resources to do the things uh, that are beneficial for the body. Now, the, the actual, you know, income of the church comes from the Lord through the people of God, sacrificially giving. Uh, the stewardship comes from wise leadership. Uh, how those things practically work together um does require some some wisdom, um some solicitation uh, from the pastor. and that doesn't have to be passing a plate a second time. Uh, shouldn't be passing a plate a second time. Um, but should be um, the the wise recognition that whatever comes in comes from God for his glory to be used, uh, whether it's for the community or for the body um or or for you know the the international uh, outreach of missions.
0: You know, at our church, we just pass the plate as many times as we need to until we get what we want. So, <laughs> well, well, we know. You know, you look back in church history and you see different methods of fundraising. The George, the George Mueller method's really famous, right? He didn't solicit at all; he just uh, prayed, and the Lord provided. So, as we think of what Scripture says, not necessarily the different tactics from church history, but what does the Bible give us
1: when we consider fundraising? James one seventeen. every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow due to change. Um, that, you know, to me, that right there is clear. God gives gifts. Uh, the abundant gifts that he gives um, are seen in in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians um you know they they participated in the work of ministry uh Paul's letter to the the Philippians um they they generously provided for the saints and then you know Paul's letter to the Corinthians uh both first and second he he deals with some giving issues in the church hmm. and he was actively fundraising you would say huh i i would you know i would say especially when when there's, in Corinthians, there's this commitment we're going to give, and then he he preps them. Hey, you said you were going to. I'm holding you to your commitment. Um, you know, a lot of principles of honesty, of, of carry-through, you know, good things for the Christian life. But also Paul, as, as an apostle, holding them to, to that standard of, you said you're going to do it. Now's the time to get it together. Um, it's going to go to the saints.
0: Well what are the factors to consider when fundraising and there are several lots of things floating around in the pastor's mind as he begins to talk about finances and money that's needed uh, what should a factor what should a pastor be thinking about as he considers the factors uh, that have to do with fundraising
1: I I think number 1 we think of 1 Corinthians 10 31, you know, do all to the glory of God. Does it glorify God um, for me to raise money for this purpose? And, and if you can you can justify that, maybe run that by somebody else, um, you know, you should have, have a clear, this glorifies God for us to raise money for this. I'll use an example of the context uh, that I'm in here at Church of the Open Door in Leavenworth, Kansas. We do a signature outreach is what they call it here, what we call it. And it's a walk through Bethlehem uh, live nativity plus. I mean, it's a it's a forty five minute event, and they they need an additional six grand this year. Um, and and so they didn't ask the congregation; they took it from the extra funds that the elders had access to, um, that they can discretionarily use uh, as as they see fit and wisdom. Um, now for next year, they've put forward an additional um, budget that includes that six thousand for this year for for 2023. So, there's some wisdom there in saying, all right, we don't we don't want to be wasteful, but we do want to be purposeful. And so can we glorify God um in the spending? Can we in in that purpose that's an evangelistic outreach? Can we do this in that way? And and the answer for us was yes. Hmm. Um, you know, you think about uh, church potlucks. Um, you know, it it's okay to to spend some money on the fellowship of the people. But you know, we we here at Church of the Open Door have decided we're not going to buy ourselves steak. You know, we we'll buy fried chicken, but we're not going to you know treat ourselves to uh, uh, Texas era, sorry Kansas City barbecue. That was a huge slip. Um,
0: wow, uh, there will so, be a vote yeah, this Sunday. I'll, I'll let the I'll let the elders know.
1: Um, but you know, figuring out all right how how are we going to use this money to God's glory? That could be twisted. Um, I think wise, godly men. Um, and and that's a requirement for leadership is going to be a consideration. Uh, secondly, I, I would say, you know, we, we should not only figure, does it glorify God? Does it, does it meet the purpose? There's a lot of ways we can spend money. Um, but, but it doesn't meet the purpose that we have set forward that we have, you know, determined in our hearts, this is what we're going to aim for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that the joke that I've often heard is, you know, buying Xboxes and giving them away, you know, we're not going to do that but we are going to buy good literature and we're going to, we're going to give good books away. Um, in, in Utah, at Cornerstone Bible church in, in West Point, Utah, we, we would buy materials for the library um, to be put on the shelf for believers to make use out of. um, And then we could freely give those to, to church members. We could give them to community people. We could give them to unbelievers believers. We had resources set aside for that purpose.
0: Well, When a pastor goes before the people to talk about money, I mean, for us, we have in the bulletin each week, how much was given last week, what the weekly budget is, and where we are year to date, plus minus. Well, at a certain point, if something goes negative, or if the overall budget goes negative for so long, someone's got to say something at some point, probably, (laughs) to just remind people what's going on. Um, But of course, there are also special events where you want to raise funds. What are the optics of talking about money or not talking about money? Because I think that's probably primary in a pastor's mind is how's this going to look, right? I mean, I, a lot of guys shy away from talking about it because of how they think it's going to look, but how should they consider the optics of it all?
1: You know, these are these are good things to contemplate. Um, good things to consider It is, will the poorest person in my congregation um, understand why I'm raising money for this purpose? and and will the the wealthiest and, and you typically know who those people are will the le- wealthiest person understand why i'm raising money you know if if you can clearly communicate it um you're you're going to aid the people you serve hmm. uh if you can't clearly communicate it if it, if you're talking in generalities and you're vague um you you're going to leave people behind and you're not going to shepherd them well you're not going to serve them well in in you know raising up future leaders, you're also going to give them cause to, to wonder, are you you squandering God's resources? Hmm. Well, as
0: we think uh, about more in context application for those who are listening, perhaps it'd be helpful for you to share from your own history, an interesting story about fundraising. I'm sure you have several since you've been involved with many fundraising campaigns. What's something you can share?
1: Um, I think one of my favorite ones was when uh, a church that was dying in Santa Fe uh, New Mexico uh, closed, and uh, they gave uh, a number of us fifty thousand dollars church planner grants. and uh, Cornerstone Bible Church before she held her first Sunday service uh, was approached. and i I knew Kevin Chapman, um but i didn't I didn't know he was doing this. I didn't know he was seeking out people to give it to. and it from our perspective, obviously God knows all things. He knows what he's doing. He's sovereign in in his direction in that way. Um, It was a huge blessing. And we got to report to that congregation after their church closed, here's what the Lord's doing with the building you poured so much money into over 50 years or however long it was. And and now six churches have been planted. And today, three of those churches are thriving. Mm. So from that standpoint, I just, I, I think there's there's a fun aspect to seeing how God gifts His church. Mm. He said, uh, Jesus said, you know, He will build His church, and He knows how to do it the best. Mm. And so we we don't want to be willful in in our uh, pursuit of wealth. Uh, we don't want to be um, hoarding in in the things that that He gives. We want to be generous as He is and gracious as He is, and and really rejoice when He gives and then like job we we want to recognize there there's going to be days of famine you know proverbially there's going to be days where you wanted to do you know whatever it is that the outreach or you know that the fellowship activity or you know even the missions endeavor and for a time for whatever reason in god's wisdom he says no and to be able to rejoice and say, you know what, we we wanted to, like the IFCA uh, uh, International is trying to do in Albuquerque, New Mexico, we want to plant a church in Albuquerque, New Mexico right now. And the Lord's saying, hey, we'll, we'll bring a church planner when the time is right, and, and uh, we'll fully fund it when the time is right. But from from the standpoint of those of us who are in ministry, um, who, are, who are hoping those things will go fast, we get to be part of it. Hmm.
0: And it is so helpful, just like in every other area of life. It's helpful to remember God's sovereignty and all this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with giving, we know that he particularly gifts people as givers in his church. And so we rely not just generally on God's sovereign providential care over all things in life, but he has said that he will put people in the church who are particularly gifted at giving. And that's a comfort too. Uh, We obviously don't always know who those people are. And a lot of times those people don't even know, know who they are. But but that's a, an amazing aspect to it all also. Um, for the pastor, again, just thinking of the the average pastor who's facing some maybe some fundraising challenges in his church or maybe a missionary listening to this who's seeking to raise support, how can these people start thinking about fundraising in their own context and doing it successfully to the glory of God?
1: Oh, I like that question. Um I would I would first of all and and you probably are, but as a reminder, pray about it. Start start praying specifically what what you would like to see happen. You know, for for Church of the Open Door, we're looking at bringing on a church planner. And so, uh we are we are praying that the Lord funds that and, and as of right now in the budget he has, but the congregation has to approve that at the end of the month. So, you know, if, if there's amendment to that, there are That's their prerogative to do so um you know secondly i would say start seeking advice if if you are if you are looking you know to to do a building expansion um there's a traditional way to go about that Uh, there's also some creative ways to go about that uh that that might get you thinking um in terms of the use of the space or the use of the land that that you hadn't contemplated before um and so, you know, ask around. Ask ask for for those who have gone through the process. You might find that there's grants available, or you know, there's there's opportunities available, or just people who are saying, "I've been wanting to give towards a a church uh, project in this town, but I don't know who to give to." And so, it it might be that God brings along people who are already thinking in terms of that. Uh, I think the third thing uh, would be to uh, to be willing to have an open hand uh, if if God redirects or says no. Um, we don't like hearing no very often, especially if if we think we've got a, a great idea that needs money, um, but sometimes being faithful uh, in the little things the the one talent as opposed to the five talents that Jesus tells about, don't bury it in the ground. Um, be diligently, diligently um, uh, zealous for for the glory of God, even with a little. And you know, it it may be that he will give you much in this side of eternity. It may be that you you work your hands to the grindstone, um, you know, grind them to the bone, and and you find out that you've just been storing treasure in heaven. So don't discount uh, the the long game, the eternal gain uh, of serving the Lord faithfully.
0: Tied into the idea of God's sovereign care that generally affects everything, there's this tension that we feel as Christians between stewardship and faith. How much do we take on our own responsibility to make this fire grow? How much do we sit back and just ask God to grow the fire, right? That kind of thing. There's this natural tension there. And I think finances brings this out more than anything else. Uh, Do you diligently save for retirement? Like it all depends on you. Or do you sit back and say, God will take care of me till I die. Right. Uh, We have that tension. So when it comes to fundraising, when, people in ministry start feeling that tension that's there, do you have any kind of sage wisdom for how often they should be talking about funds in front of people versus just bringing it up and then letting God do the rest, how often they're poking the bear, so to speak, versus going hands off? Because I do think that's a real challenge for a lot of people is knowing how much to talk about it, how often to talk about it, et cetera.
1: My, my sage wisdom is not available. Uh, I think practically, uh, I would say if you're able to do the work of the ministry with what you have, you are fully supplied. Um, keep doing the work of the ministry. If you recognize the work of the ministry could, could be expanded in a way that, that glorifies God, pursue that heavily and And if at any time in that pursuit, you find yourself not doing the work of the ministry, you know you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. So you know for for uh, previous experience as a missionary, um when when we realized, all right, we we readjusted our support schedule and we were now behind, um, you know on paper. Nothing changed with our income, but on paper we we were only at seventy two percent with a with a family of five, it was tight and and we already had a low support schedule to begin with. I I took about 10 hours a week and started calling in addition to, to the hours I was putting in the office and we made a trip plan and, and we went and visited churches and, and we prayed about it and the Lord blessed and we hit 100% for the first time in 2016, um, which was just, a, it was a lot of fun to see God, you know, tick those numbers up as churches joined in and, and the church in in Cornerstone, uh, the church in Utah, um, at uh, Cornerstone Bible Church, really benefited from both my my focus um, and their ability to focus on the building without worrying about me so much, um, because they didn't have that pressure of we've got to fully support the pastor, um, and and I didn't have the pressure of thinking, man, this this thing could go south because they weren't my primary bread bread and butter, um, and so I think there was a real a real good perspective on. God's got my needs covered. I don't need to fear, but I do need to be diligent.
0: Well, let's close with just the everyday habits. Sometimes we can think of fundraising as these one-off events that happen every few years or or whatever, and, and that's it. But in reality, we have funds going in and out of a church every week, uh, perhaps every day, depending on how big the church is, right? I mean, you just got operations of a church. And so there are funds flowing all the time as it pertains to the church. So what are some habits that all pastors could form in their everyday ministries as it pertains to fundraising? What habits have you found to be helpful in your own ministry?
1: Sit down and budget with your wife. uh, If you're married, Um, be generous at every opportunity. Uh, Those are the two first things I would do. Um, Then teach. Uh, when you hear somebody uh, doesn't give, and you hear it in a number of different ways, but as a pastor, if you're shepherding your people well, it's going to come up in discussion. And when you find out somebody's not giving, don't scold them, don't flog the sheep, exhort them to the work of the ministry that God has called every believer to give as he has determined in his heart. So we just had this uh, with with one of my kids as she's got a job and Um, it's not a not a daily job it's just as time you know permits we talked about giving and she needs to start giving unto the lord regularly and and it can be you know something that she budgets out something that she talks about uh with heather and i and and something she determines to to make a a regular practice for the rest of her life so that that would be my encouragement Uh, budget teach it and uh make sure you're you're being generous stuff.
0: Justin, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me.